Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. A few years ago, my wife and kids spent the year living abroad. So, finding myself with a little extra time on my hands, I decided to take a page out of Indiana Jones's playbook and embark on a quest. Not for anything especially noble or worthy, I'm afraid, but for the best nachos in my neighborhood. Yep, every Saturday evening, over the span of a few months, I ordered nachos from a different place. Chili nachos, chicken ranchero nachos, nachos texanos, nachos el grande deluxe. And every weekend I was faced with a dilemma. Should I end my quest and settle for the nachos that I've enjoyed the most so far, or should I continue to search for better nachos? Every Saturday, I was forced to decide between a sure thing and some uncertain nacho contender. If I gave up my search too soon, I might never discover the truly satisfying nachos that I believed were out there, but keep at it too long, and I could be wasting many weekends eating subpar nachos that leave me feeling just a little sad and empty inside. And what does this have to do with practicing? Well, it turns out we face a similar dilemma in the practice room. Have you ever heard the saying, practice doesn't make perfect, perfect practice makes perfect? Turns out that this can be a little misleading, and that trying too hard to avoid mistakes could actually lead to less effective practice that slows down our progress. In other words, sometimes we have to eat our way through a lot of mediocre and terrible nachos in order to find the good stuff. Call the exploration-exploitation trade-off Whenever we engage in skill development, we have a choice. We can choose the sure thing that will probably give us results close to what we want, like the fingering that works okay but maybe isn't great would be exploitation, or we could try something new that may or may not work but will ultimately teach us more, like trying a new fingering that may be worse or may be totally awesome, as an example of exploration. Put another way, we can stick with what we know and stay in our comfort zone, or we can go exploring and try a range of other things. And sure, most of our experiments and exploratory attempts will probably fail to get us the results we're looking for, and end up looking, from the outside at least, like a mistake or error. However, exploring a greater range of the possible techniques and motor movements available to us will lead to a much clearer understanding of what works and what doesn't. It's like taking the same route to work every day versus trying out many different routes. Sure, you may get lost sometimes or get stuck in a dead end, 
but ultimately you'll develop a much deeper understanding of the layout of your neighborhood, be able to optimize your drive to work, and enjoy more efficient commutes in the long run. But isn't inconsistency bad? Aren't making mistakes, missing shifts, or cracking notes bad for our confidence? And won't these lead to bad and difficult to unlearn habits? Researchers at the University of Sheffield studied player data from an online game called Axon. Their study generated a number of interesting findings about the learning process, but one of the more intriguing findings was that greater variation or inconsistency in a player's early scores was associated with higher scores later on. This reinforces a similar finding in one of the author's previous studies, where the participants whose scores were the most inconsistent in the early going performed best at the end of the learning period. The authors also found that spacing practice out over a longer period of time improved scores. Participants who played their first 10 games over 24 plus hours averaged scores that were 7.3% greater than those who played their first 10 games within the first 24 hours. So rather than studying or practicing in one big cram session, distributing the same work across multiple study or practice sessions does seem to increase our rate of learning. Pianist Leon Fleischer once encouraged a group of young musicians to, quote, experiment, do outrageous things when you're in the privacy of your studio. I think the results of these studies are aligned with the spirit of what Fleischer was suggesting, and speak to the value of experimenting more freely in the practice room, and even on stage to some degree, where we needn't feel as much pressure to restrict our curiosities and creativity out of fear of reinforcing bad habits or making mistakes. So when you begin working on a new piece, see what happens when you try the same passage wrong, where you take too much time or take too little, use too much articulation or not enough, move your pinky finger more or move it less. Enjoy experimenting with the full range of options that you have as you enhance your map of what works and what doesn't. Pay no mind to what others outside your practice room might think about the questionable noises coming from within and you may just stumble across a mini breakthrough or two along the way. As Einstein or somebody once said online, anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new. I hope you find this approach to practicing to be a little more flexible, creative, and fun than the more restrictive way I think we traditionally tend to approach practicing. I actually spent most of my childhood years assuming that practicing, by definition, had to feel like work, which made me a very reluctant practicer, to put it mildly. So when I started learning about the research on effective learning, I was kind of surprised by how much of it involved practice methods that actually made practicing a more positive, more rewarding, and more empowering experience. Made me wish that this research had been around about 30 years ago when I was growing up. So if you do any teaching and have students who struggle with finding motivation to practice or experience a lot of anxiety around performing and get frustrated and discouraged by how they sound on stage, it could be that motivation's not actually the problem. It may just be that practicing and performing makes them feel kind of crappy. If adding a few new tools to your toolbox while connecting with a community of thoughtful, curious, like-minded educators from around the world to share notes on how to make these techniques work for students at all ages and levels ability sounds like a fun thing to do this summer, you might be interested in the live online five session class that begins this week. In addition to live Zoom sessions, where we'll explore effective practice skills and strategies for managing nerves and getting into the zone, there'll be worksheets and activities to try, small and large group sessions, and Q&As, all spread out in a manageable sort of way so it doesn't get too overwhelming. Previous participants have reported seeing some really gratifying changes in their students, 
If you're a tiny bit intrigued, you can see what they're saying and get all the dates and details at bulletproofmusician.com slash educators. Registration ends tonight, July 17, 2022 at midnight Pacific. If you have any questions, you can email me at noah at bulletproofmusician.com. 